<laughs> the, <oaks. laughs> the laughter is really genuine. It makes me laugh every time. So you don't know oh, it's coming. I'll see one day I don't laugh because it's just it's the sixth time, yeah, and it's funny. <gasps> Still funny. Shall we unleash the meat? Oh, yes. <laughs> the meat has mm. been unleashed, and I've saved these bits of meat for you because actually this bit I will eat. The rest is for you. Mm -hmm. um, As you we? can probably see. We are in a monastery, but this is not the monastery that we came to see. We came to see the old part of the monastery, which is further down the mountain. We are actually quite high. Mm -hmm. It's a beautiful plain uh, where San Juan de la Peña in Huesca, Spain, is situated. And we are also going to put images like the same mm -hmm. as we did in Burgos. And again, we are going to just talk about it, see where the conversation takes us. Mm -hmm. And uh, again, so I took you here without you knowing where, what you were going to see. Mm -hmm. So what did you see? I don't know. It, it's what's strange to me now is so we're now sat at some benches and people are hanging up their sleeping bags over there, and they're like everyone's. I don't know. It's kind of picnic vibes, probably airing them because it's nice and sunny. But it's kind of worlds away from the feeling that I experienced when we were in the monastery. Okay. Um, the, I mean, the feeling remains, but it's kind of like you see the difference in how we're living now, as is evidenced by mm -hmm. what we're doing. Mm -hmm. um, what did you feel in the monastery? Well, again, just this sense of complete, beyond calm. Um, it's almost like an in-body, out-of-body experience. Okay, why do you think that is? Honestly, I don't really know. Okay. Um, so because I think that's the point. It's kind of like it doesn't matter whether you know or not. It's just a kind of this clearing of um, this clearing of everything but from a place of everything already being more than fine. Hmm. It's kind of, I don't know, it, it's like a, a, some sort of compass, like an internal compass where you're just like, I'm exactly where I need to be, doing exactly what I need to be doing. Um, we were praying. Yeah, we were. But I think that it's that feeling of even before we were actually praying we were already praying just the nature of being in the space means that you enter a prayer like state just by seeing it from the outside you've already entered this sort of reflective um state and then when you enter it um it's like being in some sort of cocoon it's like it's like a womb it felt like a womb the cave bit at the beginning mm -hmm. um and that actually is my favorite bit i um takeaway images of those two there were those two arches and the first one had the bit where you could see that water had come down mm -hmm. and that bit to me is like that's what when I think of the place that's what I see now mm -hmm. and that's what I will reconnect with is that feeling of um, I think there are some places that you close your eyes and you can reimagine yourself there and for me it will be that and it's a sort of I don't know. I don't know. I don't know the word. Do you know the word to describe that feeling? 
I think you described it very well. Um, it's an incredible place. In a way, it gives you like a sense of freedom of the, the people who built that place. Mm. Like they looked for a special place, they found it and they mm. built it. Mm -hmm. And kingdoms were started mm -hmm. from that. Yeah? Mm. I am not saying that the specific kingdom of Aragon was started in that place, but mm -hmm. kings were buried there mm -hmm. in time. Mm -hmm. And the origin of the place is uh, religious, is mm. energetic. You can feel yeah. the energy, you can feel yeah. the geobiological aspect mm -hmm. of it nourishing you. The people who built these places, they knew exactly where and why. Yeah. And they felt where yeah. they had to build it. Yeah. Otherwise, it makes no sense to build anything yeah. there. It's difficult. It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. It, yeah. Or, or maybe, well, the, this place, maybe they found it easy, right? Mm. They, they had like, a, like the rock going this way outwards. Mm -hmm. And then they built the monastery inside that sort of cave is sort of enormous rock. Yeah. yeah? And uh, but if you look, if you look at geobiological studies of where Romanic churches were built, these people took from pre-Christian buildings and sometimes they built where megalithic buildings have been or, or monuments had been uh, erected. Yeah. Mm. Um, there are actually some Romanic churches that keep the first stones mm. of pre-Christian mm. buildings that were put there. And they keep those megalithic stones even in the Christian building mm. as a testimony of the origin mm. of those places. And Can I just ask what megalithic is? Do you mean monolithic? Or are they the same thing? What is mega, megalithic? Well, mega is big and lithic is stone. So big stone building from antiquity. Right. So yeah. you're saying that they would keep or they would incorporate those in the new. So if they, were, if they found remnants of... Um, and presumably when you say they would find these places, it would be from an energetic point of view. And then they would discover that actually someone else in the past had also done a similar thing. Is that what you're saying? No, uh, well, I don't know exactly. Uh, but pre-Christian cultures must have known as to where to build yeah. based on water currents yes. under the surface. And this is something surface. you know about that I didn't know about until I met you. Tell me more about, about how this works because you've gone to different places in the world, haven't you? To well, not in the world. You I, went to I, France. Yes, I went to France. I took the car and I went to see mm. a special Romanic church, which name I have forgotten and I actually cannot find again. It's, it's kind of weird. <laughs> but I took, uh, I rented the car and I went there all the way just explicitly to see this place and to measure those energies with my, uh, they're like copper. Mm little sticks. Mm. So just uh, describe the equipment and explain a bit about what it does. There's no equipment really, it's just like copper sticks mm -hmm. and you, you place them in parallel and when you cross water that is underneath the earth, they close because that water, that mm -hmm. current of water creates an alteration. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And those alterations are not good for residential okay. places to live. Mm -hmm. It's not good to live in a place like that. But in churches, 
what actually Romanic churches are in part, yeah, I'm not saying that that's the only thing they are, but they are energetic machines, mm. yeah? So they are built to gather that energy and the pilgrims are part of the gathering of that energy. And the pilgrims were meant to walk around those churches, yeah? So that's the way they were built. If you go to Santiago, you arrive there from France, from the whole pilgrimage. You go, you cross the whole of northern Spain and you walk and you arrive to the church, to the Cathedral of Santiago. And then you start walking the church and you go around the church. You're not supposed to sit. Right. This came later. If you sit, that type of purpose, energetic purpose of the building uh, disappears. In fact, it could be actually damaging. Yeah. Right. Not very damaging because you, you probably spend half an hour there. God knows, yeah? I really don't know. But they were meant for the energy to flow and you were supposed to walk around the church. Yeah, gathering that energy and what that, is it about that, that energy? builders have. It's, um, I don't really know. It's something that you can feel when you do it. The fucking uh, copper uh, sticks, they, they cross, they do. So the, it really does happen. So do you and it's an alteration them? that can be measured also by equipment. Mm -hmm. But actually the human body is actually yeah. the best one to, mm -hmm. to use. It's very subtle. Mm -hmm. yeah? So is this something that you, having done the thing with the copper rods? Um, copper rods, thank you. Um, do you feel like now you don't need the copper rods do you ever get the sense of you know that if you did have the copper rods they would go like that but you can just feel that feeling and you know what that feeling is i feel it but i don't know where it would cross uh -huh. so this building that we visited today mm -hmm. clearly has some energies like it just feels like wow yeah and this place in france that this romantic church that yeah. I, it was also against a rock mm -hmm. it was a very irrational place to build in mm -hmm. Yeah, because it made the construction really difficult. Mm -hmm. But when I measure the the current, the the underwater currents were there very clearly, mm -hmm. like extremely clearly. Mm -hmm. And when you were inside, it was actually kind of like a heavy energy. Mm -hmm. You know, you could feel like it, it kind of took you deep. Yeah, and I don't know why, for the purpose, for a spiritual purpose, those gathering the energy of those currents of water is good but they're not good for living mm -hmm. if you put a house on top of it and then you sleep there it's not going to be good for you mm -hmm. yeah and the interesting thing then i found a guy called daniel rubio and he works on dynamizing those those places like gathering the energy in a way that is going to be nourishing for you so when pedro who's an expert on these things uh to whom I made an interview in my um, Terreno, Terreno de la Verdad podcast in Spanish, yeah? So Truth Terrain in Spanish. He's the first one to make an interview with me. I've done courses with him. And he came to my property in Navarra, in Spain. And in one particular place, he told me, you have 10,000 bovis here. It gets more abstract, but it's very real. It's very real. Of course, I can't convince anybody just by telling them that it's real, right? So you either believe me or not, I don't care. Uh, it is certainly my experience. You shouldn't get too crazy about it, though. Mm. So Pedro, for example, told me 
don't buy this property because part of that property had problems with that. And I said, when I saw what Daniel Rubio was capable of doing, like putting weights in specific places, I thought, okay, I'll fix it. You know, I'll, I'll think about it. I'll see how it feels. You know, you, you kind of grow with it. You just live within it and you keep feeling what's uh, happening while you're there. And then I think it's a question like if you are connected to your real sense mm. of what's going on in the space. Yeah, it's kind of like a sort of intuitive feng shui sort of uh, personal way of going about it. Mm -hmm. I'm sure you can fix many of these uh, problems. I think the human psyche, the human uh, everything, uh, immune system, hormonal system, mm -hmm. I think it's very flexible and very yeah. adaptable. So we shouldn't go too crazy like, oh, if I stay in this place, I'm going to get cancer. Yeah. Okay, if you have cancer and you see that it could be because of that, put a solution to it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if you remain in a position, it actually comes to what we were talking about the other day. Like the real laws of the universe come from an abstract, moral, precise, real perspective. Mm -hmm. And I think if you stay from in that perspective, there are many processes in the physical world that you can fix, that you can find a solution for with your intuition even, without even, even know the science. And I'm not making an excuse to not know the science, but maybe your own intuition will take you to the right type of science that you need to understand mm -hmm. in order to solve those problems. Yeah. Yeah. And in this context, I find this subject really fascinating mm -hmm. because it's very real, uh, but it's kind of in the fringes, you know, yeah. of the of the scientific, spiritual, intuitive, rational mm -hmm. nature, technology. Uh, we live in that sort of realm and we have yeah. to tap into it and just choose freely what we really like yeah i think it comes to that simple principle you That's know like exactly following what i was just thinking yeah about what you really like um, mm -hmm. sorry did i interrupt you no no um a few things from what you just said um firstly was the thing about what you really like because i find that wherever i'm living so obviously i've been here with you now for two months um and over that time you've probably seen my nest space evolving mm. Mm. And for me, a very important thing, wherever I am, even if it's like a hotel room just for a few nights, I always display my things in a way that is pleasing and nourishing for me. And I'm not sure exactly when this became a thing, or maybe I've always done it, but it's been about, it's like, it's almost like creating a sort of ritual space for myself um, wherever I go. And it's kind of, I think that's what's interesting about, I know I can do that anywhere. And I know even if I had very few things, even if I didn't have any things, I'd find like a, a packet from like, I don't know, a box of chocolates, or I'd find wrappers or things that I liked the look of and make them into things that I find pleasing. So it's not even about having possessions. So even if you don't have possessions, you know, taking something from nature or just displaying the things that are available. Like in the nest space, I only bought the rug for example everything else ex already existed somewhere in the flat um, and it's just how you place things and where you place them um, and then actually just being in that space because it's kind of like if I just did that but didn't spend any time in there it would stagnate but it's kind of the act of being in a place and that's where I think it's really interesting if, if you combine that with a place 
whether land itself has these properties. It's like if you put those two things together, it's like not only is the land innately that, you're also bringing this sense of um, a conscious um, honouring of that space. Mm-hmm. Um, and another thing that I was thinking when you were talking was about how Pedro said not to buy the place. Mm-hmm. And I think that actually... And he also said to you to not that I wasn't your girl at some point, I, or not to be with me. And I think actually for you to be told that it's almost like it is a sort of the matrix thing of like you're not the oracle or whatever it is she says to what's his name yeah it's kind of like the very nature if he'd said to you this land is there's something special about this land mm-hmm. you might have been like i don't know whether you would have, but it's kind of you him saying don't buy it showed just how strongly you did want to buy it to the point where you're like well actually i I take on board what he's saying and I know I can counterbalance that with this other thing because actually I really want to buy it. But if you hadn't had that strength of intuition and conviction that this was something special that you'd found, maybe him saying that would have been enough for you to be like, oh, actually, he's right, this place has got a bad energy and I'm not going to buy it. Yeah, I, I functioned for many years in that way where people whom I thought were above me uh, would give me advice and I will follow their advice. I will do what they told me to do. I will mm-hmm. apply their criteria for my life. Mm-hmm. And that, has, that was actually so until fairly recently. I mean, think about it. I'm an adult man. and and But I think most people actually function like that. Mm-hmm. They are told mm-hmm. who they are, what to do, mm-hmm. what to own. You know, what's fair, what's not fair, what's not fair instead of what's right and what's wrong, mm-hmm. yeah? And it is actually very interesting, this whole story with uh, buying my property mm-hmm. and being with you as well, mm-hmm. where people that I look up to, and I still do, I, I love these people, will tell me, do this or do that, or this is my advice, yeah? They're not forcing you to do or not do anything, mm-hmm. but you go and ask them for advice. They give you a certain advice, and you still have to process it in a way that it's your decision. And I think one of the, th- the key things that I found in this regard, when it comes to this type of influence, how to decide around that, is a conversation that I had with God himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that I have conversations directly with God where I hear his voice, uh, like in like in the Bible, I, I'm not talking about that. I'm just saying like, okay, God. So what do you want from me? How? What does this mean? You know, this this sort of prayer-like conversation that you can have with, you know, the the Creator, the higher force that is watching over us and taking care that we take the right path. Yeah. And one of the things that happened was, uh, this is an incredibly interesting development for me, yeah? Personally for me, it's a little thing in your mind, yeah? But it was big for me because I did have an answer from God. Mm. And of course, again, I'm not saying that God, you know, was this overwhelming mystical experience, not at all. It was just a moment of silence where I realized what I was doing. And it was the following, like, I was having conversations with you and in my head I was already thinking like, 
okay, what is this? Is this my girl? Is this not my girl? Is this is this something that I should keep developing? What's the fair thing also for her? I mean, she's in love with me. She wants to do be with me. I'm not so sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I was sure that I wanted to have contact with you. I enjoyed it enormously. Yeah. But, but in terms of like really taking responsibility about what the relationship really was, I wasn't sure. And I was wandering in the mountains and I just, you know, it was this beautiful landscape and I asked God like, okay, what is this? Like, I, I told him, tell me what to do with this. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, I want your advice. I want your take on this. Like, if I feel that you want this, I, I will do it. Or, you know, that type of conversation. And the answer was, it's entirely up to you. And it was very clear. And I'm not saying that that was God talking to me. I'm not saying that. It was just me having a conversation in that sort of realm, in that sort of context, yeah? Of me being alone in nature and talking to God, yeah? And the, the, the you know, the giving and the what I received was that very clear thought. It's up to you. And then I was like, well... <laughs> In that case, I didn't decide at that very moment, but it gave me the confidence to say, like, if I decide, yeah. I decide, yeah. you know? And obviously, there's a difference between deciding that. Yeah. And oh, by the way, once you, once you talk to God and God gives you that answer, mm. it actually makes you more responsible. Mm. And it makes you more connected to God because you are pulling from the freedom that God himself is giving you. Mm. Yeah, because God made you free. Yeah, that's that's what that's what created on His image means, among probably many other things, right? But I believe this is one of the things, and so it makes you godlike in the sense that no one's forcing you, not even God. In fact, God thrives in your freedom of your decision but at the same time you have to be responsible about your decision and um, this of course does not mean that you can ask God like should I shall I go around you know killing the infidel you know and then God tells you of course I command you to you know wage a holy war against the infidel and then you go around killing innocent people who have done nothing to you in the name of God. Yeah, of course, that's not what I'm talking about. It has to be within the rational frame mm -hmm. where you understand what's right and what's yeah. wrong. Because that rationality, that sort of principle-based philosophy comes from how the universe is constituted mm -hmm. and if you don't know that you cannot be even start to think about being switched to that sort of um, truth mm. yeah and it's very interesting because it's freedom and truth mm -hmm. yeah there's no freedom without mm -hmm. truth mm -hmm. Yeah, and you have to reconcile those two things in order to find your freedom and connect it with responsibility. Yeah, and then you are free. You're just really free to do whatever it is you want to do, un un unless you're planning to harm someone. If you're if you're planning to harm someone, 
then that's no freedom. No free. You cannot have freedom by stepping on the toes of other people's freedom. Mm -hmm. It's absolutely insane to think that that's mm -hmm. the case. So it's up to you. That's what you were told, or that's what you realized. Yeah, the in the mountains. And I really not say, even saying that God told me that. Yeah. I'm just saying that. It was that's within what that I, frame. That's what I gather from my mm -hmm. particular mm -hmm. personal conversation with God. Yeah. Yeah. And God, of course, is infinite, and there's no limits to what I mean. Just look around. Mm. So, after you had that experience, how long did it take you to really embody that, or do you think do you think you have embodied that? Are you still doing that? Is that a kind of? It was a process, but I, mm. I felt that that process was a matter of my own responsibility, mm -hmm. and that it was going to be something that I will shape. Mm. Yeah, not something that somebody else was going to shape. And in a way, buying the property mm -hmm. was also a first step on that, on something that mm -hmm. is less important. Mm -hmm. But it was uh, a step in that direction, like, okay, this person is telling me not to buy this property, but I just see it. I just see mm -hmm. it. everything comes together. Mm -hmm. I can't just buy part of it and part of it not. Yeah. Just because there's some water coming down the hill. Mm -hmm. It's like I will, I will sort it out. Yeah. If this is really a problem, yeah. I will find a solution. Yeah. And it made more sense to me to buy everything, so I had control of everything. Mm -hmm. And uh, I think I was right. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Well, look, look at the. You know, it's uh, it's an interesting. It's interesting how conversations happen. Yeah, from mm. one thing to the other. Mm. But let's go back to San Juan de la Peña. What a place. Mm. I mean, it's just a really amazing place. <laughs> I didn't think I was going to be so blown away. <laughs> I just I just brought you here because I wanted you to see it. But again, I saw it as like, mm. this is ridiculously incredible. Like, this is... There's energy here. Yeah. Can you feel it? Yeah. Like, even this conversation has taken, like, a, 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 a life of itself. Well, no, I've been... To me, it's all connected. Whoa! <laughs> That's a life of itself. <laughs> Fuck. We're too heavy, baby. <laughs> That's hilarious. We almost fall How did back. That even happen? What we did, almost fall we back with the full back. table on us. I mean, I that, that was, was actually a, that quite. Was, that was something. So, what did we just say? That was the, actually uh, quite dangerous. The um, because this just could said, it falls on us. You we know? said the energy had taken. Fuck. The conversation had taken a turn, and I was about to say that it's all connected. And it's all connected. Um, and now God is punishing us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you think God punishes? Well, I mean, I think there are lessons. I think punishments can be, it, for a punishment to be perceived, I think someone has to be tuned in enough. Like, for example, when you took the bricks. Oh, that was. Right? But if you hadn't have been tuned into that, you could have just been like, you could have attributed it to any other thing. But I think you know, it, you have to be in a certain energy space yourself or tuned into certain things to be able to pick up certain signs. Yeah. Um, hmm. Sorry. Um, no, it's okay, it's okay. It's just. So, yeah, I think one person sound, yeah. that happening, they wouldn't have, have read anything into it. But I think. Well, you tell yeah. the story. You tell yeah. the story because it's like for you. It was such a that's small the perfect thing. Message Again, to send. yeah. <laughs> Again, was it was such a small thing, mm. 
and yet for me it was like such a clear yeah. like almost immediate yeah. response to what I was doing <laughs> yeah. like and it was so but it was clear to me because I am clear about certain really fundamental things mm -hmm. and I'm not saying that I understand the, the laws of the universe mm. but I know that there are certain laws in the universe that mm. must be obeyed mm. and they have a moral mm. background to it and because I know that I understood that exactly what happened mm -hmm. in that instance mm -hmm. yeah so basically let me start saying this I own a Jeep and this Jeep, I take this Jeep to crazy places mm. like I, sometimes I say to myself like man be careful because mm. sometimes you go too mm. far you know mm. with mud and, yeah. and 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 this Jeep and is also known as the like love of your life Let's it's also the love say of that. my life yeah on the love of my life yeah and <laughs> he loves this Jeep mm -hmm. I do yeah mm. So you take good care of it, but you've you've been some places where you're like, you know, yeah. But I I, I treat it like a wild horse, yeah. you know. It takes me places which are pretty in, insane, mm. and never anything happens. It does yeah. everything I asked of it. Yeah, yeah. it really doesn't. Sometimes it's like, okay, that's it. I'm stuck now, and it's like, mm. and it goes, yeah. And I I don't even have the right wheels for that, you know. Mm. So, and never, so not even a scratch, mm -hmm. you know? Okay, so, I am, on another note, I am very clear about these laws of the universe have a moral background mm -hmm. to it. And the rules are in, like incredibly, incredibly clear. Mm -hmm. Do not murder, mm -hmm. do not steal, mm -hmm. yeah? And there's other crimes attached to it, like, like uh, rape, like fraud and things like that, which are very clear. And those actions have consequences, mm -hmm. yeah? And it, you could have consequences from just human beings. So I believe there is a moral fabric to how the universe is constituted, how the, to how the universe is, is was created, mm -hmm. yeah? So we have freedom precisely because of that and we have choices we have a choice but we can't escape it's inescapable that we cannot step on other people's rights especially when it comes to life and property without consequences okay so that's very clear to me very very clear otherwise you are free to be and do whatever it is you want to do, yeah? So, so that's my philosophy of life, okay? But you're always tempted, yeah? And I wanted to gather some, like this is really, <laughs> I saw a video on the internet of how you could cook with uh, some very simple items. Yeah, and I needed three of these items. One of the items was uh, a special type of brick, yeah? yeah, that is used to build houses. But with these bricks, you can create an oven, okay. yeah, an oven. So I thought, okay, let's see if I can find some of those bricks somewhere because this is the type of brick that you can see sometimes abandoned, yeah. And one day I found one. <laughs> 
but I wasn't really sure if it was really abandoned. Yeah, I mean, bear in mind, I'm talking about a brick, yeah, a fucking abandoned brick, which I wasn't sure that it was abandoned or not. Yeah, so I went to a place, I went to a village where one of those bricks was there and it looked fairly abandoned, but it was also clearly within the inskirts of a, of a property of someone who I know actually. I know that I spoke with her once only, yeah? So one day I found another one and I took it because that, that, was, that one was clearly abandoned. Yeah. So I thought like, okay, I just need another one and I know where it is. So I'm going to go there and I'm going to ask this woman if I can take it, yeah? So I go to the village, I knock on the door and no one was there. I ask a neighbor, neighbor tells me, oh, she's not here. Mm -hmm. And then I, you know, this situation is presented to me where I can just take the thing and leave mm -hmm. or just leave it where it is waiting to see if I have permission to take it. Yeah. What did I do? I rationalized the whole thing like, okay, this woman does not need this thing. It's clearly not serving any purpose in her property. It might still be hers, but you know what, I'm going to take it and then I will give it back to her on another day. But I'm going to have this picnic with some friends and I'm going to create this cool oven with this thing. And then I will give it back to her. Yeah, this was the rationalization that I was having for, you know. So what did I do? I took the brick and I put it in the back of my car and then I switch on the engine and I start going backwards with my Jeep. Yeah? Instead of forwards. Well, I had to go backwards in okay. order to get so out of the, the place. So you intentionally went backwards? Yeah, yeah. I mean, of course, yeah. the intention was to go backwards <laughs> just to get out of You're that. reversing. I was reversing mm -hmm. and suddenly it was like I had forgotten to drive. <laughs> like I didn't know how to drive anymore. If I was turning the wheel right, it would go the other way around. That, that's yeah. how it felt. Yeah. To the point that I hit a wall with my Jeep and I made a scratch on the back of my Jeep. Mm. So I was like, what just happened? You know, I go around mountains like driving like a maniac. Nothing ever happens. And now I take this brick and I make a scratch in my Jeep. Yeah, which is the thing, the last thing I wanted, yeah? So I swallowed my pain and I said, Javier, you absolutely know why this happened. So go to the back of your fucking car, open the door, get the fucking brick and put it exactly to the place where you took it because it doesn't belong to you, yeah? And thank you, God, for the quick message yeah <laughs> you received it loud and clear i mean to me this was loud and clear yeah but most people will hear this story and will say like this guy's dumb it's like one thing has nothing to do with the other and it's like oh well maybe he was nervous about it he knows it was wrong and then his nervous system sort of reacted in that way but one thing doesn't really have any connection to the other it was not a punishment for you know there's plenty of thieves thieves like walking around and they never get a punishment they just get away with everything they're doing no they are not I was gonna say, yeah. yeah and they they will receive the punishment from the 
deepest spaces of their spirit of whatever you want to put however you want to put it the punishment is in the wrong action itself people who act wrong morally wrong they are punishing themselves not even the victims they are punishing as much as they are punishing themselves and it will be in subtle ways and from the outside it might look that they are thriving but they're not because they are holding the door they are closing the door that will open the way for their growth for their real development for their real happiness for their real contribution that is possible for them to do in the world yeah you close the doors to your spiritual growth if you do those things and you have to be very clear clear that's why i'm so critical of just normal people who do crazy stuff even if it looks normal to them and it looks normal to most of society you have to understand the real rules and i'm not here to tell you that i am the good one i'm just here to tell you learn them be careful you know it might go on to your children if you don't obey those laws of the universe you know um and i'm very convinced about that you're free to not believe that of course yeah i'm not here to tell you what to think yeah because the real solution for all problems as we have discussed is that people go about their own fucking business yeah but the way to the way you do that i lost my train of thought now a little bit because i didn't want i didn't want to really get into that but i wanted to give a little bit of context to the next thing i was trying to say anyway it doesn't matter so basically what happened was that you know to put it in terms of punishment is probably not the wisest way of doing it mm. but it was clearly like a action consequence yeah. like in the same minute mm -hmm. you know and i was like oh my god i learned something here mm -hmm. i took the lesson yeah. you're free to take it or not i yeah. took the lesson like i was stealing or or you know renting for free because mm -hmm. I, my intention was honestly to yeah. give it back again and maybe ask the person but i was like oh it's not a big deal it's just a fucking brick that no one's using mm -hmm. but it's not mine yeah. it's yeah. not mine to take it's the prince you see so so exactly it's the principle and mm -hmm. and and all the, the dynamics of the universe are governed by eternal principles yeah. they're eternal mm. at least for this universe mm. which is not eternal by the way yeah this universe is apparently apparently maybe it is is not eternal but the principles that govern it that give birth to it in the first place and govern all its dynamics all its dynamics are in that realm for conscious beings mm -hmm. like us mm -hmm. yeah we cannot avoid the responsibility of it because we are intrinsically capable of understanding them yeah so we have no excuse yeah 
which connects with something that I have been thinking about for a while, yeah? Because we made a, a joke the other day about the... Well, anyways, it's about animals, yeah? Mm. So that the place, the, the, the action-based rules that should govern the interaction between humans and, and animals, yeah? It's a very interesting one. I, I don't think is irrelevant. I think it's very relevant. Of course, to the degree to which it's relevant, yeah? In my in my heart, in my mind, there's there's only place to think about what humans, how humans should behave among themselves, yeah. Uh, but of course, it's a question that needs to be addressed as well because we we are not isolated in the world. We live in nature, yeah. And of course, we need to be responsible about that. I am not against eating animals, yeah? Uh, and I don't think I am ever going to become a person who is against that or becomes a vegan or something like that. I don't think you are in the outskirts of, of being a, a, a truly moral human being if you eat meat, yeah? Uh, but it requires, uh, it requires uh, deep thinking. It requires deep... Uh, understanding as to how to go about it I think so <laughs> you're free you're free to do that if you want to okay but it's very annoying okay so I'm, you see I'm, I'm not I'm not upset about you you know other people might be upset about all the things that I do but whistling like that in my ear is fucking annoying okay I was thinking though, um, yeah. because we're only two and they are quite a lot of them, whether this table is better suited for them than us. Are uh, you going to go and tell them? Go tell them you practice some Spanish. No, I mean, they're, they're I'll record you doing that. No, absolutely not. It's a beautiful action <laughs> to take. Well, they could sit here with us, you know, no, yeah, nothing's stopping them. True. It's like the mask, you know, everybody wears them when they're not asked. Mm. You know, nobody's tell them, telling them to stay away mm. from us. They could just, they could actually join the conversation even, you know. Mm. Nothing's, uh, Do you want some you more know? coffee? Oh, yes, I do. Let's finish it. So what, what are your thoughts? I have many thoughts. Go on. Are you talking to me? Or Go to on. Go on. Go for it, baby. I mean, I think that this conversation, all of the things are linked. And actually, all of them are linked by something that is spiritual um, in nature, um, in terms of the energy of a, a space and its potential for kind of linking humans, let's say, to that connection. So that I, I think it's possible to, to feel that anyway. Um, but the nature of those buildings, um, I guess when you're talking about pilgrims, for example, of how what I was thinking about when you were saying about people being encouraged to walk around that space to harness that energy um, and how it's kind of it's a, like meditation or yoga or, or pilgrimages or it's the, the process of doing the thing puts you in touch with something that you have anyway within you but the nature of doing the thing brings that out so I think um, 
it's a similar thing with like medication and Bottego for example so it's kind of yes you can take a painkiller and it would have this effect but you're able to have the same effect by doing something else but you have to experience the thing and feel the thing to know that it's possible um, and and wh I think which one which one is deeper well I, I mean I personally am very much of the mind that well I don't know if you've the mind I'm of the energy that um, <laughs> if if um, if it's possible to harness that within yourself without having any other thing um, acting as a catalyst to that experience that that's preferable but that maybe initially you do need those other things in place to help you along the way um, so I think for me what I was saying about when I close my eyes being able to visualize that part of the monastery I will use that in my everyday life to help me tap into the same feeling so it's like okay I experienced this feeling or this emotion with this place or this person or whilst doing this thing or when I was on this medication it's like okay I know I can feel that thing but it's it's easier to to do it when I'm in this place or whether I'm, if I'm with this person or if I take this thing but actually I'm able to do that myself anywhere at any time that's my kind of goal mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. so with that for example I'd close my eyes and I'd visualize the space and the energy and the feeling that I had when I was in that space and try to tap into that um, even when I'm not there do you think you would go there somehow That's a very good question. The, the woman who's renting me the flat, she she does Reiki and she does mm. it for 500 people and mm. she doesn't see almost any of them. She yeah. does it in, on, on the distance yeah. and people seem to be responding pretty well. Yeah. Whatever that, whatever is going on there, I don't know what's going mm. on there, but they seem to be happy. So maybe there's something about that, yeah? These sort of synchronicities that can happen. Beautiful. Um, but I think that's linking in with what you were saying, because you spoke about two clear messages that you received. Um, one was the, it's up to you, and the other was, don't take stuff that's not yours. Basically. <laughs> but it's kind of, um, that speaks to your character. Um, and your essence of being someone that's open to listening to things. And yeah, it's kind I'm, of I'm like open. in the past, maybe too open, you listened to, to people's opinions where maybe you didn't need to, but the, the message that you eventually received was like, yes, listen to other people's opinions, but when you're making decisions about things that really matter, that really matter, that you have to take responsibility for, like only you can decide on that. Um, And with the brick, it's like you speak all the time about private property and property rights, all the time. So that was like, not only were you stealing, but you were also being hypocritical. Totally, yeah. Um, so totally, it was just yeah. kind of like, yeah, but I think having the humility to be like, I, I, I was wrong there. Um, well, I didn't <laughs> have the humility until I got the immediate punishment. So that's the thing, like, yeah. listen to those signals mm. because they're going to tell you something. You yeah. know, anything that happens to yeah. you is telling you something yeah. Yeah. about what's going on in your yeah. life. Yeah. Well, even like, for example, our pledge that we've made with gluten recently. Um, <laughs> we've had messages we many weak, times. We are weak. Don't listen to us. We <laughs> many, are weak. Many times have we pledged not to eat gluten and then we, we have bread again. But it's like, <sighs> you know, 
Yeah. We have we have to. But it, it's that thing of our bodies tell us that this isn't good. And we could attribute it to many things, but we know. My body tells me, eat <laughs> It me. says eat it, and initially we love it, but then it's like something happens where we feel we're not operating at full capacity. In our mind, yeah. a contrast has to be established between the long-term effect. <laughs> and we're not radicals on this, okay? It's just about bread, okay? It's not, it's not that relevant. It is but relevant. It's kind of relevant for us because it, it really hurts us. Like, it's not good for us, okay? It's talking about listening we to the messages. It. Yeah. That's what my link was, listening to the messages. Exactly. The thing is, like, sometimes you hear the message from your mm. body is like, eat this. And it even feels good, like, 10, mm. 15 minutes after, mm. you know? Mm. But then you really feel the effects like mm. in your concentration, mm. your sleepiness, your mm. your brain basically. Forgetfulness. And, and Absent-mindedness. Yeah, and we know the science. There's science behind mm. it, yeah? And I'm not saying, I'm not telling anybody not to eat. I mean, eat whatever you want. But for us, it works when we don't. Mm. And we keep eating it. You know, it's like... Why? And there's this contrast between how good it feels to eat mm. it, how good it feels like immediately after. Because sometimes I feel mm. like, this actually feels really good. I'm so yeah. glad I ate it, you know? And then two hours later, you're yeah. like, oh, oh I, uh, how many times? You know? So there's like, there has to be like a clear setup in your mind yeah. where you understand, yeah. even when you're having the temptation, mm -hmm. That that's that's just not even it's yes. out of the question, yeah. you know. Yeah. And it's very good to do out of the question statements with mm. things that you care about, mm. like this thing I told you about pornography. Mm. Yeah, mm. that was a big deal, mm. and I didn't realize until later, mm -hmm. because the science about it mm. I knew after I mm. made the commitment with gluten, which is a, actually a less important thing in my mm. opinion. Um, it's. Uh, because actually the biochemical effects of pornography in your system are way stronger mm -hmm. than whatever food that is hurting you mm -hmm. that you might be eating could have mm -hmm. yeah but uh, so in this regard it was it was harder but the, something about it felt so wrong that I made this like fucking like commitment like never ever again mm -hmm. and I remember doing it for before Christ mm -hmm. like like it's funny how you are kind of relaxed about mm -hmm. religion you could be relaxed about mm -hmm. religion but do you remember this this uh, testimony from this uh, Vietnam veteran mm -hmm. who said when we were being attacked I was praying all the time yeah. as soon as mm -hmm. the calm was back I was an atheist. Mm -hmm. Yeah, how interesting. Yeah, I yeah? think that's true for a lot of people. Yeah, and so when you feel like this, like, okay, something's wrong here, I need to go to the highest place to make this commitment. And for me, it was Jesus. It was, and I'm not like a Jesus person who was around talking about, mm. I don't talk about Jesus ever. Mm. Well, now I am, but it's because <laughs> it's my own mm. experience of it. Yeah, that's when I talk about God. And it was really interesting that actually that was the thing that really helped me. Mm -hmm. Like I said, I said, that's it. Jesus, I'm not watching this bullshit ever again. Mm -hmm. And I, I must admit, once or twice I did, mm -hmm. but it was like I was really low. I was mm -hmm. in a low place mm -hmm. because those things, at least for me, for many other people, come from a low place. Yeah, mm -hmm. you're in a low place and you fall for that. Yeah. 
and uh, and it was very important this sort of spiritual aspect of the commitment of not doing something it had a, it had a, a really religious uh, connotation to it yeah uh, and it's funny it feels a bit absurd to 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 promise Jesus that we're not going to have gluten anymore, right? It's kind of a bit too much. I don't like, know if we did promise Jesus that, did we? No, we didn't, but... No, because the bread seems to be like, kind of religiously important. Like today, there was a bread oven yeah. in the monastery. That, such is the importance of bread. It's the body of it Christ. It has its own I little mean, it can't plaque. Be bad. Its own little plaque. <laughs> One day, maybe we'll perfect a gluten-free recipe and it will be wonderful. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We could actually learn about doing that's, that because it's what possible. We should do. It's like we should be like, okay. We acknowledge that we love bread. Oh, we also acknowledge that gluten is terrible for us. Yes. Does not good, do good things. Yes. Um, like you left the the keys. Uh, and this just comes to show that we're not loonies about gluten. It's delicious. It's just, it's just like it really is not that good for us. It really is not. No. Because we, I, f I felt it for many years, you know, mm. and when I'm, when I don't eat it, it's, I feel better, you know, so mm. it's just about that, it's nothing, yeah. nothing more to it, you know, we're not making any judgment on the whole thing at all, you know, it's just, so, sorry, I, I'm, I'm, I'm on fire today, you could. I, I was going to say, this is wonderful, I'm loving this. Mm. We've covered so many really important topics um, but also from a personal perspective a personal perspective of course your perspective is always personal is it <laughs> yes yeah but there is truth mm. and there is untruth mm. this is so absolutely fundamental like relativism, epistemological relativism and moral relativism are the cancer of the minds of that is embedded in the culture and it has many many ramifications many ramifications when you talk about this whole COVID nonsense with people and you dig deep at the core, it's there is epistemological, political, and moral relativism. Yeah, even from people that you wouldn't expect it. That's that's what's at the core of it. Like there is no real truth, and things have to be decided by the majority, which is the big problem with democracy. Mm -hmm. Yeah, democracy is absolute bullshit. It's bullshit. Democracy is bullshit. And if anybody ever hears this, the automatic flip in their mind is going to be, oh, this guy is a Nazi or something like that. Yeah? Nothing could be further from the truth. The Nazis started in a democracy, by the way. So, um, Because real individual rights, natural rights, don't come from whatever it is the majority thinks. If there's only one person among millions who knows the truth and everybody else doesn't, 
he is still the one who is right mm. and everybody else is wrong. Mm. No, I am not saying that I am in possession of the truth of or all the truth, mm -hmm. but the shift is absolutely fundamental from one place to the other in which you acknowledge that truth is the most important thing yeah and you become a honest searcher for it you actually become more tolerant yeah towards others it's a funny thing actually that being very dogmatic in certain areas which are truly truly important makes you more flexible yeah i'm not sure i'm going to explain this now now mm -hmm. probably we'll leave it for another time but do you want to make a start we've gone for a bit long baby <laughs> and I, I would like to shut up and let you speak, but I, I'm, I'm really on, like on fire. It. I know, I love yeah, it. Yeah, okay, good. Okay. <laughs> and, and then that's fine, I guess. <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing the way you, you, you listen to me. I, it's, uh, it's actually the first thing that attracted me to you. Like, mm -hmm. it was the way you were, you were interested, like genuine. I could feel you were genuinely mm -hmm. interested about what I was saying, mm -hmm. that has a certain pull mm -hmm. to someone who likes to think and likes to... I must say that I, I'm probably not that generous with you in that aspect <laughs> myself. I have to confess to that. Mm -hmm. That sometimes you talk and talk and I'm like, oh, I'm thinking about something else actually, or I'm kind of switched off from mm -hmm. the conversation. Mm -hmm. I guess it's not fair. But it's a process, yeah, it's something I'm, mm -hmm. I'm learning. Mm -hmm. This was in connection actually with, with this thing that I told you I wanted to talk about. Mm. Because so far we haven't really merged, apart from this project of the videos, mm. which is uh, something that is within the frame of truth terrain. Mm -hmm. uh, we haven't really specified what is it, how we're gonna work. Mm. Because your capacity as a you know, someone who can realize mm -hmm. projects mm -hmm. and, and, and tasks mm -hmm. is quite extraordinary. I think I think you're much better than me at that, actually. I guess it depends on what field, yeah. Mm -hmm. Certainly when it comes to things like money and things like that, I, I just, I'm so bad with that. It's just unbelievable. Um, but I guess it would be useful at some point to talk about you know how to coordinate our efforts because mm. I think there's some potential there Definitely. in terms of okay you do this you do that and we unite our effort into one thing yes. that could that bears fruit yes. yeah yeah mm -hmm. that excites me a lot but I have to confess to you sometimes I get a little bit like I don't know if this is like a masculine thing mm. or but oh my god I'm gonna confess now to some type of <laughs> Go and do your worst. Like, like a patriarchal 
aggressive Reveal instincts. yourself. Reveal yourself. Towards the threat of the woman. Oh Go on, let it all out. Yeah. Come on. Oh this is God. a safe space. Oh this is a safe oh. space apart from the fact don't sit back at the same time because in that case we yes. could both die. Yes. We could die here. Yes. Yeah. Well, sometimes I get a little bit, you know, you know when I get a little bit irritated yes. when I get interrupted yeah. I know, I know. or the dynamic goes into the direction mm -hmm. where it's like, wait, 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 I'm losing control of this. Like, what's going yes. on? You know? Yeah. Like, I, okay, I'll do it. Just let me do it. You know? Yeah. That that type of sort of like just mm -hmm. don't 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 mess with this because mm -hmm. I'll jump on your jugular, you know. Mm -hmm. um, so so it's not so much that I don't want you to collaborate or anything like that. It's, it's like I, I am trying to figure out what my own yeah. where to put my own instincts around yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also don't want to be like someone giving orders, like do this, yes, do this, do yeah. that. Have you done it? You know, because I could do that kind of stuff. You know, I'm, mm -hmm. I'm a little bit of an ass, yeah. <laughs> like do this, do this, do that, and yeah. do what I say, I and know. don't be creative. Like and have you done it? You know. Uh, where are the teas? Have you made the teas? I was like, I was just in the shower. How can I make a tea if I'm in the shower? Like I don't understand. <laughs> I don't understand. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But anyway, you're saying your confession. No, that well, that's the confession. Oh, like, that like you... I am not sure mm -hmm. how. I am sure you will respond dynamically and beautifully. My, well, my concern about yeah. well, if I start saying what my concern about you is, then I'm being the asshole that I'm trying to avoid just to do. Don't you know? try and avoid it. Just do. Just say. But that instinct is. is sort of in me. Yeah. Yeah. What I see is like you are incredibly articulate and you're very efficient and in doing tasks, but sometimes. Um, you go off the subject like it's, it's like not even addressing the subject you go off the subject it's like you don't, you don't even start from the subject mm -hmm. this comes from the fact that you're very articulate but at the same time you are very emo you're an emotional being yeah so you will you will just apply your your crazily powerful intellect into something that you're feeling and then you go around like trying to figure out what is it this thing that you are sort of like uh, you know it's like within you and you you go you go you go around the subject mm -hmm. without saying like yes or no because sometimes mm -hmm. I say is this a yes or a no and then you go like well you know when I was little you know I felt like I was like I just need a yes or no <laughs> like give me your yes or no because I'm I'm off now okay Okay, I'll continue mm. with what I'm doing. Because mm. sometimes it's about doing something that yeah. is like, okay, I need this for this. I ask you the question. Mm. It's like, like, what time is it? Because I need to know if I have 20 or 30 minutes. Yeah. It's like, what time is it? Uh, I don't have my phone here right now with me. Instead of saying, uh, it's 10.30 or 10.40 or I don't know. The time. Yeah? Yeah, I, I, I'm not yeah. demanding that from you. Uh, it's just the dynamic. Like, mm. okay, this is my need. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I think I'm pretty good also at not like, focusing just on my needs you know it's like mm. this is what i need oh that's not the that's not the answer i was looking for you know yeah. I'm, I'm but a part of me is a little bit like a little yeah. bit like that yeah. but i don't let it loose you know yeah. i just hold it as like okay patience but but then it's yeah. like patience about what it's like i'm being the asshole here like mm -hmm. i just like why am i even asking the question why can i not take a responsibility myself it's the whole dynamic yeah it's so crazy. It's such a, a big I dynamic. Have a, you know? An element of that too. Um, yeah, sure. It's it's kind of where you're having a conversation with yourself, because is but it's about learning the other person's um, attachment style, but also communication style, and what your needs are are different to my needs in that regard. So I know through you actually telling me 
that when you're speaking, you don't interruptions are bad for you. Whereas for me, I don't really mind so much. Um, but for you, it's like no. So I, I I've learned to cultivate this silence, this held silence, and that's been a conscious thing on my part. Um, is is that is that a sacrifice, or does or or is that something that you appreciate maybe in some way? Well, because like, the thing is, when you're in a relationship, you do want the other person to be flourishing and happy. So it's like you're giving me clear directions. You're saying. I find it frustrating if you cut because it stops my thought process. So I'm like, well, I don't want to stop his thought process. You see, let, let me just cut you. I'm sorry. I'm really sorry, but it just happened. Yeah. So is this a sacrifice? And then you go around. But I can't. It, for me, that's not to, a yes or to no. your. For me, that's a like. Well, what? I but, don't know. I yeah, don't but have I a yes was or asking no you how is it for you, mm. and you focused on how it should be for me that you're learning about how to deal with something mm -hmm. that I asked you to do but my question was mm -hmm. I'm playing the asshole here yeah mm -hmm. my question was if not specifically if it's a sacrifice for you what is your experience of that I, I that's the information that I needed okay what's yeah? my experience of it challenging at times difficult at times thank you yeah um it makes me second guess myself sometimes mm. of kind of am i am i okay to speak now or am i not okay oh. to speak now yeah oh sorry. Um, i'm so sorry that's a horrible thing so it's kind of then you get in this sort of because obviously on the one hand i want to be able to express myself but on the other hand i know that if i do express myself you'll be annoyed because i've cut you off and then you won't listen anyway so what's the point of expressing myself if i'm not going to be heard so then i'm like well it's best to not say anything because and you know what the crazy thing is that i love you when you express yourself that's the crazy thing and 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 then you sort of like squash it yourself uh -huh. and and then you see this whole narcissistic play going on in our minds you know it's pretty crazy yeah, yeah. it's pretty pretty crazy like well in mine in mine i'm not yeah. oh god if you okay i'm a narcissist but i mean for me it's like fear comes into it sometimes and that's why i've said to you that sometimes i've said i feel i don't want to feel afraid because it's for me it triggers my own sort of fight or flight mechanism gets triggered possibly more easily than yours by things that you wouldn't even think are a big deal but for me it's like it sets yeah. off this whole yeah. actual bodily reaction where like my I palms know. will be yeah. sweating i'm like sh physically shaking i feel like i'm going to throw up And it's like, it's, it seems like completely ridiculous, but it's like, I'm aware of the things yeah. happening. And then it sort of, it, it yeah, can for, spiral out of control very easily for me. Yeah. <laughs> for the mind of the, for the mind of the man, mm. uh, well, I, I can only talk for myself. Yeah. But it, it feels a bit like hysteria. It's like, yeah. what, what, why, why is this going but on? But it's like, very real. What's the big deal? It's I know, like, I know. <laughs> I know it's very real for you. Yeah. But, but for me in the moment, it feels yeah. like, It seems like a massive overreaction. I know. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. And it's like from a distance, you can totally see that. But it's like reading my the books I'm reading at the moment um, about the body keeps the score, about it, it, the actual bodily reactions that happen um, and the triggers that different people have for those things. And I think for me, there have been certain dynamics within past relationships that you have to. It's like with Botego when you're resetting stuff and you're kind of cleansing and you're 
forming new neural pathways. Is it neural pathways? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and it is like that. It's like you're discharging a thing, but you have to consciously train yourself to not feel a certain way in certain situations. And, and that's kind of a process. Um, but certainly with you, it's been challenging and, and difficult um, in that regard. Let points. me tell you, though, I don't think it's completely, you know, it's not completely out of whack to contain that that sort of um, expression of your frustration around that like like because you could go out of whack like you you mm. can you can go pretty crazy mm. and when I when I'm making a criticism about myself mm. it's not so much that I'm criticizing the fact that I, I, I will not allow that mm -hmm. you know because the, the time the two times you've done it mm. I was really not okay with it mm -hmm. yeah and I am I, I if I if I have to talk something against my own behavior or my own tendencies mm. around this uh, this dynamics, mm. uh, I wouldn't say that being strong on it's almost like taming a child, you know. Mm. It's like you a guy a child could go on a tantrum, and mm. you just don't you don't fall into that energy. Mm -hmm. You just tell the child, well, just calm down behave mm -hmm. like what's going on mm -hmm. what's the big deal about this mm -hmm. yeah and if it continues and continues and grows there's a moment where you're like that's it mm -hmm. you stop this now mm -hmm. yeah and perhaps a better ways to to go around that but but if it grows and grows that the child is testing you yeah. stays in the boundaries yeah and it needs to know that there's boundaries and when there's like an emotional outburst that comes apparently out of nowhere mm. you also have to put some mm -hmm. limits there and I think well you tell me what 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 your perception well, of that is that when you're out of that state you might be thinking like well Javier was too harsh Javier was unfair actually I prefer him to put some limits to it because I understand that myself. What is your take on that? Um, well, if I'm honest, um, the first time just scared the shit out of me um, to the point where I was like, I'm, af I'm afraid of this man. And yeah, I but what I did I do to scare you? It, it was the tone in which you spoke and the words that you said, but also the complete lack of empathy that I experienced. Um, and I think that's where now... I think sometimes now you show a tenderness that has such a soothing effect and it they both achieve the same result which is that I feel well actually they, they achieve the same result in that I'm quiet mm -hmm. so for you maybe you see that the same but for me from the from the place of empathy and tenderness um, I have a sense of calm within myself whereas the other one I'm quiet but I'm inside it's like an absolute storm and that's where I have to then, I sort of detach from you actually with, in those situations, I'm like, okay, you're on your own. You take yourself away from this person now and you sort yourself out and you do not engage with this person until um, you're able to. And so now it's like, if I feel things, my instant feeling is don't talk to him about it, go and be on your own. Um, that's kind of how I... Yeah, but the state that you get into mm -hmm. It's triggered so by it's triggered by your my perception of you ignoring me or not being seen by you. 
So it's like you think you say I've I've not done anything. It's like well no you haven't. But that the thing is you haven't yeah, done anything. When it happened the first time yeah. we were having sex. Was it? Mm-hmm. When? I don't remember that. We had sex and then something triggered you and and then you became really agitated and I was like why? What's going on here? I can't remember. Yeah. Yeah, I can't remember. I mean, what I have to say as well is your perception is very different than mine. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, wow. <laughs> yeah. Like, okay, this is going on, but for her is everything com something completely different yeah. is going on. Yeah. Well, I think for me also, I'd come to a new country. Um, I hadn't seen you since we broke up the time before. There were so many unknowns, which historically hasn't gone well for me. Like I struggle with like the unknown as a concept. Um, mm -hmm. And I think there were so many things where I was feeling, and I was health-wise, I was a lot better, but I was still being kind of cleansing things. I'm not trying to make excuses. It's just like there was so much that was happening for me that I felt completely out of control with. Um, and it's like something was set off within me and it's like I, um, I just don't know anything anymore. I've... Um, do you think that because what I felt is was like it was very soon it was on the third day that mm, you were here mm. and to me at that point at least it was very clear to me that I had to put that that uh, boundary mm -hmm. that something like this was not going to ever happen again and this is on the basis that I understand the power that a woman has mm -hmm. and you are a very powerful woman in the sense that you have very strong emotions and a very strong mind and if i allow that turmoil going out of whack and not even affect me because obviously it was affecting me mm -hmm. but if i was not the frame mm -hmm. in which that energy could be channeled properly mm -hmm. and never allow it to be channeled non-properly because mm. that what was happening was going out of whack and I couldn't even understand what was going on. Like, mm. like I, was, I had certainly not done anything wrong mm -hmm. in terms of, I mean, you might have felt that I was ignoring you, but it was not out of a purposeful uh, attitude mm -hmm. into ignoring you. Mm -hmm. That was something that you were perceiving because obviously everything was new to you mm -hmm. and you, were, you weren't sure where the whole thing was going to land, which by the way is normal. Like mm -hmm. who can give you such guarantees when mm -hmm. we are together yeah. for three days mm -hmm. after not seeing each other for... So it was okay that you're nervous yeah. and I understand that. But from my point of view, I had to stop that. Yeah. I had to make it a condition. Yeah. That's why I tell you that love mm. should not be unconditional. Mm. Unconditional, mm. yeah. Love should be conditional, mm. yeah. And and the conditions could be very loose, very you know, very relaxed. But there are certain things mm. that, like this, is the boundary, mm -hmm. and you don't cross it, mm -hmm. or you're free to go. Mm -hmm. That's it, mm -hmm. you know. And that's what I told you. Mm. Like, you give me the attitude. You say, well, I'm going to sleep in another room. It's like, yeah, you're going to sleep in another country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It's mm -hmm. like you're not understanding what you're mm -hmm. provoking here, mm -hmm. at least in me. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And to be honest, and, and I understanding your concerns and why that emotional turmoil started in the first place, mm -hmm. I understand. 
that everything was new to you and you didn't seem to have the guarantees that I was already assuming. Mm. Yeah, yeah, I didn't. Yeah. You didn't know that necessarily. Mm. Um, because communication needs to happen, yeah, yeah. for those things. No, and not just communication, but like building day by day relationship. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So I couldn't give you that guarantee because I mm. didn't know how it was going to be yeah. living together again, mm -hmm. you know. So even if it was not like an experiment to me, it was something real and serious, I could not deny that it was an experiment in yeah. many ways. Yeah, which you'd said. Uh, it could go wrong, before. you know, yeah. it could go wrong and you're like, mm. okay, well, this is not working. Let's just figure out a way to, to, to build our relationship in another way, yeah? Mm -hmm. But, um, so in that regard, I think, uh, I don't regret anything, anything mm -hmm. I, I said to you. I think I was, I was, and I wasn't even harsh. I was like, look, realize this is not acceptable to me. And if you don't stop it right now, mm -hmm. you will not sleep in another room. You will sleep in another country. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And you understood immediately mm -hmm. what that meant. Mm -hmm. And you were respectful of that. Yeah. Even if it's within that sort of fear or whatever, but what else was there? I mean, yeah. all that reaction came out of mm -hmm. fear. You were in fear. Yeah. And it might have been something I did that triggered that fear, but I mm -hmm. didn't do anything wrong. No. And of no. that, I was absolutely yeah. sure. Yeah. Because I can distinct. Because again, this conversation we yeah. had before about what's right, what's wrong, I immediately think like in the middle of my brain, have I done something wrong here? Mm -hmm. No, okay, then this needs to stop. I wasn't stop. saying you had done anything. I know, wrong. I know, but uh, it was I, an emotional. Yeah, yeah I mean, I was basically like, something has happened, and I'm. Mm -hmm. It was kind of. But yeah, I mean, to be honest, I can't really remember because it feels like a long time ago, and yeah. I've changed a lot, and right. I've learned so much. Well, since I remember. Then. <laughs> I remember, and mm. I and it's it's this thing like, because many men let these things grow, mm. and. And in many ways, what many men don't realize that even if the woman is not a, is not fully conscious of it, it's a test that mm. he's put into the man. Mm. Yeah. Mm. And the man needs to pass the test and he has to be respectful. Mm. In fact, being respectful is one of the ways to pass the test. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So you don't become an asshole because because your girlfriend emotions are out of whack in, in a particular moment mm -hmm. yeah if it's constant mm -hmm. and you know it becomes hell and there's no way for you to manage it then it's time to realize that mm -hmm. it should be the end of the relationship uh, so no unconditional love in that in at least in that part of the relationship mm -hmm. you can have unconditional love to your children and maybe maybe even if your children becomes an evil person you might still be able to love it because it might be one of the forces for redemption for that child mm -hmm. you know that the mother or the father still loves them yeah mm -hmm. uh, but not in a relationship that has just started and you still don't no 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 that's like this this is not okay mm -hmm. yeah especially when i know i know i haven't done anything wrong mm -hmm. and it's not that i never do anything wrong sometimes mm -hmm. i do uh but uh, 
and it's very important for 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 men to understand this mm-hmm. that boundaries are very important mm-hmm. but also also your commitment your level of because the woman might be genuinely worried about the fact that you might not love her or that you might you might not be serious about the relationship oh. yeah it's just a battery this is battery it's not oh, right. it's not memory um so what do you think about that uh, am i making sense is that is that fair is this a fair I mean, assessment I, yeah i mean it's fair in the sense that it's how you experience the situation so it's like that is fair for you to say i think it's also fair for me to say that i was afraid um and that yeah. i was seeking comfort and at that point i was not able to soothe myself so i turned to you and i didn't get soothing in the way that i wanted it um but i did get shut i got it it got shut down but i didn't get soothed in the way i now experience I, i've i've it's not saying that you you can't soothe me because you do in certain ways at certain times but it's in terms of knowing what your limits are it's like yeah okay if i feel this level of thing again do it on your own is what i is the is the message i got from that it's like the consequence of of being like this in the presence of this person at this stage is unacceptable for this person so i'm not telling myself you're not allowed to feel the way you feel because I felt the way I felt and it was like I if I could have changed it I would have done but it was something was happening that was outside of my control or I, I perceived it to be outside of my control mm-hmm. um, Excuse me. Excuse me. so that was my experience mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, and now I have things that I do um, that that mean I don't need to go to you in those moments. I'm not saying I don't haven't felt versions of that same thing again, because um, I have. Yeah, yeah, um, I know. Yeah. And I take myself off, or on a walk, or in my nest so room. So you're, or you're looking it is. for me to soothe you when because the all that fear and all that turmoil was directed at me. Because that's not how I felt. I didn't feel it yes, directed at but, you. Okay, but I did. Okay like i was doing something wrong it's like no i'm not doing anything wrong yeah okay yeah no i didn't feel it directed at you i was just like i am struggling and what i needed in that moment was for someone just to hold me and look into my eyes and say you're okay that's it (laughs) but now now i can i can do that for myself and it's like it's ridiculous to expect you know i can self-soothe but it's just knowing um Sometimes it is easier when there's someone there to be like, you're not on your own. I see that you're struggling, but you will be okay because you've been through this before. Um, but it's like I can tune into that now myself of like, you know, this is happening right now. It will pass. Do some shallow breathing. Well, that, because then you, in a way is part of, of becoming a, a whole person. You yeah. deal with your own stuff. Yeah. I can't deal with everything because... No. And, and this might sound really cold-blooded, mm. yeah, but um, I guess there's different types of relationships, mm. yeah, and different things, different conceptions as to why people, why people are in a relationship, mm. yeah, and of course a big part of it is that you're there for each other. Mm-hmm. I mean, this is, of course, if there's none of that, then it's not really a relationship. Mm-hmm. But not even as a couple in any in any mm-hmm. area, right? 
but there is also a directional aspect of the relationship. The relationship is going somewhere. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And think about it. The, the ultimate fruit of a relationship uh, between a man and a woman is, is to have children and have a family. Mm. Yeah. So if everything is centered around one person and, and having to deal with the turmoil of that person, there is no space to, for the directional thing of going somewhere with the relationship mm -hmm. that is not us, mm -hmm. that, that, that it goes beyond mm -hmm. the relationship itself, yeah. which is the child itself, like yeah. you, you birth a child. And now it's like, it's not, it's not about you, it's not about me, it's about like, holy shit, you have this delicate thing that is going to grow, you have to make money, you have to provide, you have to, yeah? So what kind of woman is going to be capable of doing that? Mm -hmm. It's a woman who, of course, is going to rely on the man to be soothed, to, to feel secure, to be, to be you know, uh, taken care of, you know? Uh, within reasonable terms mm -hmm. yeah but if it's all over the place mm -hmm. you know there's gonna be the energy is gonna all be taken for solving that mm -hmm. problem and I think even going there like making it the point of the relationship of fixing mm -hmm. this person's problems is actually not healthy the person has to say like like no this is you you, you got to deal with this because mm -hmm. i got to deal with this too that mm -hmm. takes us both in that direction mm -hmm. and if you're only focusing on the relationship mm -hmm. it's like you me you me you me mm -hmm. us 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 you me mm -hmm. you me fix me there fix mm -hmm. me that then you're not really putting the arrow into mm -hmm. anything else that is actually needed mm -hmm. you know the man needs to take care of the the man and the woman but me as a man the way i feel about it is like okay if i am going to be a responsible man actually part of my task is to provide the structure even the character where all these emotions don't get out of whack and you provide even the frame for the woman to for herself to be comfortable so that she can deal with her own stuff mm. yeah and in a way it's like that's that's why so it's like the man is the frame in which all the richness of the magnetic uh, richness of the love mm. and care and and like emotional intelligence of mm. the woman is going to be channeled. So, so it, it, but if you let it sort of like like uproot the foundations of what you're creating by by taking a whole day of I don't know therapy for the woman mm. to solve her own uh, you know insecurities mm. then but I think it's working because in, with time you have realized that I, I am there for that but maybe mm. not in the way that you might have needed at that point and I am trying to provide that in that mm. direction too yeah, yeah? I hope I'm not picturing myself in a, too much of a good light because I, I'm still an asshole, yeah? But <laughs> you can, I uh, mean, it's up to you how you paint yourself. Yeah, I'm trying to understand you, understand me, mm. understand us, and make you yeah. also understand what my point of view is. No, I do understand what your point of view is. and I, But I feel like... Um, I think the dynamic in terms of... In terms of the fixing me situation, obviously there has been a, an imbalance in that regard, I think, that's been inbuilt from earlier on where 
obviously me doing Vitego and you kind of taking me to Pedro and the Shiatsu and there are certain things where there does and you often say you know you're going to be so good which implies that I'm not currently good so mm. there is this sense of feeling like you're waiting for me to arrive at this certain point where you've you have sort of fixed me um, and I don't feel that I need you to fix me but I think there has been this role that you've taken on and then you're sort of punishing me for it and it's like well I haven't asked I haven't asked for you to assume this role but you you have and I've benefited from it and I but at the same time it's kind of and why way am um, I punishing you Oh, saying if if then I kind of in that moment had the misjudgment of thinking that in the past there have been times where maybe you would have responded differently in that situation but the nature of me actually being in the country and it being essentially a new version of the relationship because I remember there were times where I was having similar things and you'd do like a Botego session with me for example over the phone um yeah. But it's like, okay, no, now now is different. And that was just a sort of wake-up call for me in that regard of kind of like, no, we've entered a new phase of this dynamic now. Mm-hmm. And the terms have, have changed. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but when you, when, you, when you called me and we did a Buteco session, it was in the context of, I am not feeling well. Mm. And it has uh, nothing to do with you, really. I'm just not feeling well. Then I was like, oh, well, let's do, let's do this thing that is mm. going to help you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I was happy to help. But when you are literally in my arms and then something seems to be wrong with whatever it is that I'm doing, then it feels it's directed at me. Uh-huh. Okay. Yeah. You know? I see. I then see. it's like, yeah. okay, I haven't done anything wrong. She's going crazy. Okay. Well, this has to stop. That's yeah. it. Well, because I can't help otherwise. Yeah. And 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 women, you need to realize the power that you have. Mm. The power of your emotions are immense. Mm. They imbue the whole space. Mm. They imbue the whole situation. You are capable of creating and destroying the dynamic of a situation with just like that without us even realizing what just happened it's like mm. it's just confusing it's like for the money's like what what just happened what why is mm. she like and, and then and then you get yourself into that frame mm-hmm. and it's impossible to get out of it it has a pull mm-hmm. that is impossible and that's why i need to stop it because i know the power of it mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. because it's not about being okay we'll pass okay oh well but she's not feeling well i'm gonna be nice to her but baby it's mm. okay it's okay mm. I don't think that works actually, you know, mm-hmm. because you get into the, you you buy into the whole thing, mm-hmm. you know, and you know, and you know it's happening because a, a frame is needed and you need to put it in in place, mm. yeah. And of course, it has to be gentle. I'm not saying that you have to be harsh or 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 rude or anything mm-hmm. like that, but it's got to be clear, mm-hmm. yeah. Um, uh, so the 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 the. The gay friend, the gay friend prototype of boyfriend does mm. not work. Mm. You know, it's like, oh, honey, oh, you okay? Oh, yeah, but yeah, oh, but it's a bit baby. No, I didn't mean to. You know, you know. No, I don't think I don't think it works like that. There, there is of course place to be really nice and really gentle, mm. but it's not one that when it's something directed at you. It's like, no, uh, uh-uh, uh, 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 this is not the, you mm. know. It's a bit like uh, it's like it becomes childish, mm-hmm. you know. Mm-hmm. It becomes like, oh, like, mm-hmm. like, you know, it's like 
I put I put all the food on the table and and you're not just saying that you're not going to eat it you're saying like you're gonna spit it from your mouth yeah mm. and you're like no you're, you're going to behave you mm. little child yeah mm. you're going to behave first mm. and then we'll see if you don't like it we can, maybe we can see if there's something else that you like maybe I'm wrong by cooking this food for you mm -hmm. yeah but on the table you'll behave mm. yeah I created this you will res have respect mm -hmm. you're gonna you're gonna throw the food at me mm -hmm. yeah that's not gonna happen mm. yeah it's a, it's a it's a very different thing mm. maybe that's not what you were doing yeah but that's how it felt for me yeah uh, Wow, this we've we've going on for like ninety minutes. Crazy. Um, I, I took a little bit over the conversation. Uh, I, I do love you very much. It's uh, it's a little bit of a, a special relationship. I don't think there are. I don't think there are many couples like us. No. <laughs> it, it feels very strong in that way. Mm. I mean, I certainly think it's um, unbreakable in the sense that if it is broken, it's then rebuilt in a way that is... Like, for example, the first time we broke up was because you were very honest about where you were at in your life um, and you weren't willing to compromise on those things and then the us getting rekindling something was me understanding these are the terms in which this can exist and so for me it was a choice of either you don't have this person in your life or you have this person in your life but th these are the terms and it was a conscious thing so then it was like okay and then we carried on and then each time there's been a break or a separation for whatever t for whatever reason, it's been, I don't know, that we've each continued with our own development and then come mm -hmm. met again from a place of, okay, I've assessed the situation and I am who I am and that person's who they are, but I would rather have that person involved in my life in that way than not at all. Um, and it's like when we got back in contact with each other again the last time I really didn't have any expectation of what that would be it was like maybe I send this person a message and I just I don't get a response that's completely fine maybe I send a message and I get a short response and it that's the end of it that's also fine there wasn't a sense of wanting it to go anywhere it's just like I'm just going to be really truthful to myself and acknowledge that I miss this person in my life and that I'm going to put to reach out and if they choose to pick that up fine if they don't also fine but I, for my own self I need to respect how I feel which is that I value this person in my life and if it's possible to have that in some way whatever that might look like whether it's a friend whether it's just like occasional contact then I would rather that over nothing um, and I think that's maybe what allowed it to flourish and evolve naturally was there was no sense of obligation or expectation um, of what it could be or what it should be from my point of view anyway um. you, you you put yourself as something that there is enormous power in the, in your honesty and in your love in the way 
the uncompromising sort of way in which you love is, is almost <laughs> it's very powerful it's um, I don't know exactly how to put it it's uh, talk about magnetism, the magnetism that women's emotions have and the, their communication and, and everything, that the real power that they have, it's, uh, it's that, it's like you have that, you have that sort of like, I can't help but being there, you know, it's very clear, it's like that flow, that flow of love, you know. I'm thinking something that I'm have, it's hard to put into words um, but it's also very clear I, I, I don't know family dynamics also fit into that like the way my mother was with my father that's why a family is so important mm -hmm. I mean it determines I mean it doesn't really determine anything because at the end of the day you are an individual and you can you can do powerful things if you sort of commit to something, to a transformation of whatever is bad there, yeah? But God, it just clears the way to have a family that works for the, for the, for the future of the child. I mean, it's just so obvious. Okay, so the, um, the, the the problems with the phone is, is just making us a little bit... Anyway, so we're going to finish this conversation, probably cut at some very interesting point, but, you know, we have some technical problems. Um, we're going to finish. Uh, these are things that all couples go through. And I guess it's good to talk about it. I'm so grateful for Hermi. Hermes uh, is like, oh, she's so amazing. You have no idea. Um, thank you. Thank you. También. It's over. Gracias. We're 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 it's knackered. Over. The relationship. See, it triggers it. <laughs> as soon as you say it's over, I'm like, oh god, it's happening again. I was like, what? Actually, do you remember one of the arguments we had? You said, this is over. And I was like, the conversation or the relationship? And you're like, the conversation. It built in me. It's like, it could end at any time. Okay. It's over. I'm like, like a meerkat. I'm just like. It's the end of Hermione's breakfast number six. That was a long breakfast. It's a lot. It wasn't even breakfast. It was lunch. Well, it's sort of breakfast. It's always breakfast. It was our first meal of the day. First meal is always breakfast. Yeah. Um, the meat was unleashed. And it's... Until next time. It's the sixth Muchas one, so. gracias por escuchar. Thank you. Adios. We love you. <laughs>